I'm Kristen McFarland, and this is Market Like a Badass. I'm the founder and CEO of the Source Marketing Group, a cannabis and craft beer marketing technology company based in Denver, Colorado. Today, we're going to hear from a very special guest, Kelly Usborne, and shout out to her sis. Hey, Uzzy. Kelly is the founder of Canamami and an industry OG. Out of the Emerald Triangle, Kelly has created a niche brand that empowers and educates moms around the world. She's got some really cool experiential campaigns hitting the road soon, and I cannot wait to dive into today's podcast episode to share all the ways that Kelly is a badass. Welcome, Kelly. Thank you, Kristen. I'm excited to be here. (laughs) Thank you for coming on. I'm so excited to geek out with you and to have the uh, opportunity to collaborate in this way and just to talk through so many exciting things. But first, I want you to just, in your own words, share with the audience uh, a little bit about yourself and what you do. Sure. Thanks, Kristen. I'm so excited to be here. My name is Kelly Bruce. I am the founder and executive director of Canamami Nonprofit. We are a 501c3 that is dedicated to providing safe access to natural medicines, and we help and advocate families who are navigating using cannabis and other plant-based medicines during labor, pregnancy, and postpartum. And then I also own a cultivation and manufacturing company here in Humboldt County. We cultivate manufactured products for moms. That's it. That's it in a nutshell. <laughs> nice. Well, and we're going to dive into some of the details. I want to talk more on Canamami first. And um, actually, can you tell the the listeners where to find your website really quick? Yeah, you can find us at Canamami.org or Canamami.com. It all pings into the same place. You can also nice. find us on Instagram at Canamami Nonprofit. You can find us on Facebook at Canamami Nonprofit. I think we're on Twitter, Canamami Nonprofit blog. And I believe we have a TikTok going too, trying to get out. Nice. Ooh, I can't wait to see how your TikTok goes. Well, and Canamami has been around for for a long time now. And I know I've been following you and and you've provided a lot of education, even just opening my eyes a lot. Um, And so what made made you start this organization? Oh, wow. Okay. So the final straw was really um, when I came here to Humboldt County. And I was pregnant with my second child and I had my medical card and I was shopping in the licensed medical dispensaries and I was visibly showing as a pregnant woman and I was refused service. And that really was the spark spark that started me wanting to really make a difference. Um, Prior to that, you know, I had gone through my own CPS experience in Colorado That kind of was the beginning of opening my eyes to, wow, there's like a huge stigma and real injustice going on here. Um, And then when I was pregnant with my second child here in Humboldt County and I was refused service because I was visually showing, even though I had a medical card, there was no law against it. Literally, they just refused to service me. I really wanted to change that. So that's kind of how that all started. Plus, I really felt that there was no place for women or female identifying as women to find a place to have conversations that were Mm -hmm. safe, that were medically backed, that weren't just, you know, the bud tender across the, (laughs) you know, counter, um, that were coming from a medical community that wouldn't 
be put in your medical chart that wouldn't stigmatize you, that wouldn't put like, you know, a red flag on you to then have you be tested everywhere. Um, And I really felt we needed to create a space and also to go even further and provide a way for mothers to have access to cannabis during their pregnancy, labor and postpartum for free. It really shouldn't be something that we restrict from them. It can be helpful. So yeah, that's really, but I would say the, the fire that came from it was my own personal experience. Yeah, it's powerful hearing stories like that when people turn pain into passion and into purpose and um, and you're kind of paving the way for other mothers now who may have felt like judgment maybe where they were and now they have a safe place to go in a judgment-free zone to get the education they need so that they can safely um, consume and feel like you know they have support along that journey. I think it's huge and um, I know myself, I've, I've learned a lot just again, from your sharings, things I really didn't understand. And, and I'm not a mom either, you know, I not yet. And, uh, but I think education is such a huge piece of it. And, um, I, I can imagine it was very difficult because of the stigma, you know, and, and probably still is, do you think it's getting better? I think that particularly with the cannabis schedule one classification at the federal level, consumption during a pregnancy is tricky. There are no hard laws except for, I think, in two states. I think Louisiana and I think Arkansas. There may, and, and I think maybe Mississippi. Don't hold me to that. But um, that actually have in the law that that is child neglect and abuse to be consuming a narcotic. Um, and so... I think that the stigma is coming from a real criminal-based side of it. Women are criminalized for their choice to consume cannabis in a pregnancy, and that is real. And so I think that the stigma drives that harassment, if you will, but the classification of schedule one drug is really where it sits a lot legally because that classification, it really impacts a lot of things moving forward, particularly in pregnancy when you have medical who are federally backed through insurance, it becomes almost like a logistical nightmare. And so, you know, is the stigma going away? No. Are women becoming more vocal about their experience? Yes. Are people becoming more educated? Are women feeling more empowered? Yes. Is the medical community taking a more logical approach to this, harm reduction approach to this? Yes. So I think that there is movement. I think having access to the plants in over 30 states, either medically or recreationally, has helped. I think women feeling safe and confident and sharing their experience with their care providers is helping. And ultimately, it works. And it's, in my opinion, one of the safest options. Um, You know, you want to put a giant needle in the middle of my lumbar spine to numb half my body. But Mm -hmm. you have a problem with me putting on a transdermal (laughs) cannabis-infused patch. Um, yeah. Right. So it's like, 
I don't know. I think the more women hear about it, the more women have experience and feel empowered to share that experience. The more people will experience it, the more it will happen. Um, you know, and that being said, we do need more research too, but Oh yeah. Again, you know, in pregnancy though, you can't test anything. It's in it's unethical to test on pregnant women. So even the medicine they say is safe isn't safe. They can't say that. It's just less harmful. So, wow. you know, they hold on to this like, "Oh, we don't have research. We can't show that it's safe." Well, you're never going to be able to show that it's safe. That's like an impossible thing to say. That's interesting, and I wonder Sorry, I'm just curious on your uh, points, maybe around like CBD, you know, there's like uh, CBN and just all kinds of things that you can leverage. Did you use all of the things across your pregnancy, some for morning sickness, some for um, just maybe pain or, or other symptoms or how, how did you manage that? Yeah, that's a great question. Uh, and you're right. The plant is extremely versatile. And so there's a lot of ways that you can receive help or relief uh, from symptoms, particularly in pregnancy and labor and postpartum. So during the pregnancy, some of the symptoms that come up are in the beginning stages, the nausea. And so we mm -hmm. find that inhalation is the quickest, fastest way to get relief and respond to the nausea. We do know, however, that inhalation of smoke of any type during a pregnancy is not ideal because it restricts oxygen. So we've explored other ways. There are, you know, vape pens. I'm not a super fan of vape pens just because I'm not sure about all the hardware and all the things other than the cannabis that are going on in there. True. Yeah. <laughs> I, but I dabbed, I took the concentrates. I used a, um, rosin, like a live rosin. Um, and I knew the farm and I followed from seed to end product. I'm very particular about that. And that's important. Um, and that's what, why we have the cultivation operation going on, but the, you know, so for the, for the nausea, I found that inhalation was the quickest way, a small little microdose of a dab. But it's difficult because it's hard to, again, dose dabs. Like, you know, you yeah. have to like trial and error. Like, oh, that glob was too big. So I got to take a smaller glob. Like, what's a glob? Like, how do you even know? Right. So, you know, there's there's improvement and work there. Um, yep. <laughs> I did find that eating about 10 to 20 milligrams of an edible at night before going to sleep, like not a heavy dose that would like couch lock me, but really, you know, um, that helped with the morning nausea. So we talk about, you know, eating 10 to 20 milligrams of like a chocolate bar or some type of edible or drinks. I'm hearing a lot of great feedback from the drink beverages that are coming out now. Um, yep. So those are some of the ways to, that I would use cannabis to combat nausea. Another thing that you get is headaches, you get these horrible migraines. And so there's some THC and CBD one-to-one -one masks and transdermal patches um, and creams that you can rub in here and put on. Um, amazing. Um, pain overall when you're getting into that third trimester is really um, bad. I mean, you can't take Advil. Everything is pushing on everything. You're so uncomfortable. Oh, wow. Um, your feet are swollen. Your hands are swollen. Everything is swollen. Um, and so what we found is that a THC-infused Epsom salt, like a bath bomb or a bath soak, is an amazing way to relieve tension, stress, pain, insomnia, all the things. Um, and 
you know, we found that 60 milligrams of THC works, 120 works really well. After that, it your body's not really absorbing much, but that's like the zone, right? So there's wow. There's some, you know, products out there that are, you know, 25 milligrams and they're great and they're nice. Um, and you know, but when you're in a pregnancy, you got real pain. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you got like a yeah. baby growing in you. So um, yeah, so the bath bombs are great ways, the topicals are great ways to massage on your pain points. I mentioned earlier the transdermal patches. Those are really great. Mm-hmm. Mary's Medicinal makes a great one. Pop and Barkley also makes a really good one. Yes, um, Mary's Medicinals is great. Mm-hmm. And then I imagine CBG, like inflammation in the body, things mm-hmm. like that. So it's really trying to figure out, well, what, you know, what's what's the right course for you? And I know you have those those bath bombs on your website too. So if you all are listening, make sure you go check that out because, um, you know, whether you're, you're pregnant or not, those are, those are amazing. Right. They, are, and that's what I'm saying. They're, I mean, you can make them at your at home too. Uh, that's another episode, but they're, that is one of my favorite products. I still utilize those every week, a couple times a week, just soaking in a bath and Epsom salt's great for you. Add the THC oils and all the other essential oils. And it's just next level really nice i'm feeling relaxed already (laughs) and how do you i was looking on the uh, website and cruising around and curious how you use the canamami clinic um to help reduce that stigma or just educating moms um since you're really that safe space yeah so the clinic is a virtual online resource that anybody can use around the world you can register or sign up for a 20-minute free consultation with a board certified nurse it's non-diagnostic, so we're not going to be able to give you a prescription or diagnose you, mm-hmm. but we will be able to talk with you, answer questions, point you in the right direction, really just help you navigate that. We partner with LeafWell, so if you do end up needing a medical recommendation or you do end up wanting products, we partner with them. You can get a discount through our website. Um, they service, I think, all 30 states. Uh, and they will give you the medical recommendation. And that's one of the things that we really encourage families and um, pregnant persons out there to do is if you are in a medical state, get your medical recommendation. It really gives you another layer of protection. The state of Arizona just did a um, case, went all the way up to the Supreme Court, state level with DH, you know, Department of Health and um, like Child Protective Services was Basically, they set precedent saying that as long as you have your medical card and you're under the you know care of a doctor, consuming cannabis during a pregnancy is like any other medication. And so it's not oh, wow. a factor. I, I didn't know that. Intervention. Yeah, that alone is not a factor anymore for intervention. And so it set state oh, precedent. Wow. So that's really, that was really huge, actually. That just happened at the beginning of this year. Lindsay Vigil was the woman who was the case was open against. And you can do a quick Google. It's really cool. Um, so we really encourage, you know, if you're going to be a parent really at all and have minors and cannabis in your home, you really should have your medical card. Um, it just gives you another layer of protection. Wow. That's huge. I, yeah. I appreciate that advice. Cause yeah, I, I feel like it's hard to keep up with everything going on, uh, yeah. at the federal and state levels. So, um, that's super helpful to know. And, and my, before we pivot to more broadly talking about like really fun campaigns you've got going on and, and talking about, you know, cannabis marketing and events in general, I wanted to 
just talk about the future of Canamami. How do you see Canamami evolving in the future, you know, in the next couple of years? Ideally, we'd like to get programs going here in the state of California where women who are persons identifying as queer can receive cannabis for free during their pregnancy, similar to like a WIC program, but mm-hmm. with cannabis and natural medicine. So that's really wow. the forefront of what we're doing. We really are on the mission to provide free weed for moms. I really don't feel that women should have to choose when they're creating life for the planet. Um, over gas, food, or being in pain and using natural medicines. And so insurance yeah. covers a lot of stuff. We haven't gotten there yet with natural medicines, but we do have ways in which we can organize and structure to be able to distribute cannabis from the legal market back out to women in can- or persons identifying to be able to have access to it. So we're working hard on that. The other things that we're really working hard on is just free programming getting out there and teaching the med- back to the medical community about the resources, about the clinic, about programs that we have, you know, through relationships with canadulas and midwives and just programs. Um, ideally, I'd love to have, you know, a birthing center where women can come to a place that's sort of like a, a birthing center, but it's plant focused. And so instead wow. of pharmaceuticals, we start with plants. That would be so cool. That would be my like, in 10 years, where do you see us? Like plant-based hospitals. <laughs> wow. I can't wait to see things like this come to fruition and evolve and to be more destigmatized and more normalized, you know, and, and we're, we're, we've got strides to go in the industry to get there, but um, inch by inch, life is a cinch. And so I can't, yeah. I can't wait to, to see your plant medicine dreams come true. And, and for everything you've done so far, I mean, huge congrats, because that's a lot of hard work. And um, yeah, you're doing a lot. So really appreciate all the work you're doing. Well, it's not just me, I have a whole team behind me. And there's a huge, huge movement of moms out there who every day are, you know, risking potential criminals, the activity, you know, harassment, CPS investigations, just to feel better. Yeah. And I just feel that that isn't, that needs to stop, right? And also needs to just be transparency. There is a lot of work that we need to do independent of cannabis. When you look at statistics and numbers, it's like, I can go in and I can have a pregnancy and deliver and not be harassed, even tell the community, hey, I'm consuming cannabis and bring it into the hospital. And then I have other, you know, counterparts or colleagues or coworkers who don't look like me and they get harassed all the time and they're just using Mm, CBD. And it's just, there's no reason why there shouldn't be complete transparency and accountability. When you go to a hospital or you're birthing somewhere, uh, you should be aware of the policy and procedure for what will happen if you do test positive for cannabis. And you should be made aware of that before you even come into the hospital and you should have a support system and team that's working with you. You know, this is your birth. It's not a medical procedure. Your body was Mm -hmm. meant to do this. We don't actually need doctors and midwives and all these things. It is beneficial and helpful. um, But your body will be able to do this out by itself in a tree in the middle of nowhere. So you you, you know what I mean? Like there has to be some, Um, autonomy for a woman to be able to birth. We know our bodies. We know what's working. Let us drive that ship, you know? Like, yes, absolutely. Well, and that just is a testament to how flipping strong women are. So 
huge yeah. shout out. That, you know, like that it, it, it is a lot of pressure, you know, and a lot of things to consider. Like you said, when you're already in pain, you're already carrying a child and, and going through all of that. So well, and it's it's money too, you know. There's a lot of money in mm-hmm. in birth, especially you know in cesarean birth. One third of the population in the United States is going through cesarean. When we know that only one percent of birth is really medically necessary for cesarean, so why are we having so many cesareans? Because it costs, wow. you know, being all of that money. <laughs> Well, and speaking of money, we're going to follow the money to the next topic, which is um, really how how to get the most out of events and really talking a little bit more broadly about some of the cool campaigns and um, and whatnot that you've got going on. So I want to talk about uh, your unique campaign that you're you're taking on the road and the unique elements that you were talking about, like the terpene scan and whatnot. Yes. Okay. So I am part of a programming called Feminine Forward Talks. It's produced by um, a company called Club Kindness. They're out of LA. Miss Kindness is their CEO. She's amazing. Check her out. And this is a traveling female forward topic discussion on holistic wellness, really. And so we are partnering with brands and a lot of other things that are in the works, but it's going to have music components. We're going to be popping up at MJ Biz will be there. We will be at um, South by Southwest in March. We are hoping to come out to X Games in Aspen in January. So if we do, Ooh, we're doing nice. for sure. Um, and just, we're, yeah, we're taking it on the road. And these are discussions that are really centered and focused on female wellness and plant holistic approaches to managing them. And so we talk about pregnancy. We talk about libido, getting old, uh, menopause. We talk about transgender um, transitioning and how that hormonal transition plays into it. We talk about all the things. We talk about mental health. We talk about physical health. We talk about aging and what that does. We talk about parenthood and what that that does. We talk about divorce. We talk about marriage. I mean, we talk about all of the things. And then we bring it back to a holistic approach. And how is the plants centered around that? How can they help? What what are what can we utilize them and uh, how can we engage with them to become more holistic and centered and balanced really is what we're out there trying to, to encourage. And then empower women to come do it too. You know, we really That's want huge. to bring the leaders forward in the industries and we really want to empower and give platforms to share that knowledge. Yeah, because we agree with you. Knowledge is, is power. And the more you understand and the more you know about your body and how it interacts with the plants, the better decisions we feel that you can make. And that brings me to the scanner. So we utilize in our tour, in our booth, the Canamani booth, a, um, terpene, a bioterpene scan. And it's this little thing that you hold. I wish I had it. Um, and it takes about a minute and it basically does like a electric snapshot of your body's vibration. And then all plants have a vibration and they're cataloged. You can actually go down to the Library of Congress and you can see where their vibration is. And the technology essentially scans your body's vibration against all the plant vibrations and it finds where you're deficient. And then based on where your vibrations are deficient, it then recommends the plant that will help equilibrium, bring your body back to equilibrium. And so then we can custom make blends. 
and we can teach you how to then find cannabinoid profiles with the terpene profiles that are going to best match where your body snapshot needs right now. So it's a really cool way for you to kind of, again, get in tune with your body, see where you're at, and bring your body back to balance because we're all out of balance. <laughs> wow, this is flipping amazing I and just genius. Like hats off to you. I've never seen this kind of thing at an event. And um, I'd be so intrigued because I, I just did a Seed and Smith uh, tour here in Denver, their 5,000 you know, square foot cultivation facility. Oh, cool. And we were talking about that on the tour of the different terpenes and and where they exist and, and different plants and whatnot. And uh, yeah, I, I think there, I think there's so much uh, lack of education for consumers on like what terpenes really are and, and how they help. And um, I think this terpene scan will really bring a lot of that to life. It helps. We find it, it's a really like aha moment for a lot of people mm -hmm. because they'll scan and they'll, and I'm just going to make some stuff up. They'll see that they need like pepper, black pepper, or they'll see that they need like lemon uh, or that they need like, I don't know, oregano. <laughs> Nothing is on that. Um, and so then we can take those uh, terpenes and we can show them, hey, black pepper also has beta-carotheline. Guess where else beta-carotheline can be found? In canna cannabis. So, right? And then you find strains and uh, terpene profiles that are heavy and dominant in beta-carotheline, and you choose those ones, because those ones are going to help your body have, you know, it... The thing is, is your body and cannabis is a constant conversation, right? Because your body yep. is always moving and your endocannabinoid system is constantly reacting and changing. And so the cannabinoids mm -hmm. that you need at different times are going to be different. That's why people experience different outcomes, if you will, when they smoke, right? So, you know, typically people say indica dominant strains, you know, give a sensation and feeling like this. But that's not for everybody. Other people experience it Very differently true. because everyone's system is different. And so we really want to teach people how to, one, learn and understand your system. And then how do you then go into a dispensary and shop for products for you, right? Without having to spend $1,000, just plug and play, plug and play, plug and play. <laughs> um, and so it kind of yeah. helps you be a little bit more intentional. And what you're doing and then we can create right there we have us we call it like the cbd bar where we custom blend it so we'll put in like Ooh. a couple drops of whatever three terpenes you got and then we have the cannabinoid terpenes that you can then pull in based on the ones that you did and we get so much great feedback i mean and this oh, is just that little, sounds like, amazing episode, right but the experience and it's it, it's really we're trying to explain to it. it. This isn't just like, oh, go get high. Like, you just got to smoke it, dude. It's like, no. This plant literally is put on this earth to interact with your body because it helps you. <laughs> and a lot of people just don't. I think it's people don't know. And I think this is actually an opportunity to encourage more consumers to enter the market because they can now understand cannabis in a more functional way. 
um, and have a relationship with it versus, yeah, like, oh, I'm not going to take the hit at the college party. But no, uh, you know, I'm a working mom now. I have X, Y, Z going on and I really want to get X out of this, you know, and I, I, I think um, Joe Hodas and I from Wana Gummies on a different uh, podcast episode, we're just talking about, you know, how cannabis will grow. It, we're not stealing a piece of the pie. We're growing the pie. And this is how you do that, right? You're educating new consumers or people that are on the fence. Like, oh, I, I don't know. Like, I, I don't know. I've never been a smoker. I'm not a, I'm not a pothead, right? <laughs> Quote, unquote. Uh, and I think, I think it'll get some of those newer smokers, just like those like low dose beverages are starting to get new consumers entering the market. It is. And I think that, you know, there has been such a long history of scapegoating cannabis into this like Mm -hmm. political, you know, racial, uh, economical, just shitstorm, if you will. I'm sorry, we're not supposed to be talking, Mm -hmm. but you know, there's no other way to explain it. And so, oh yeah, bring on the curse words. <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, I think that when you break it back down and you remove all of that and you bring it back to what it is, which is just a plant, right? And it is a very powerful plant. Let's not confuse that. It's not just a normal plant. It's the mecca plant. Okay. Um, and so the more we can understand it, the more we can research it, break it down, understand the little components about it and put stuff back together and understand how it interacts with our body. You know, I think we can, we can solve a lot of issues. And so then you have to see like, well, with this one little plant that everyone can grow and utilize and remove a billion plus dollar industry pharmaceuticals, you know? Yeah. (laughs) Right. So yeah. Right. So, but going back to what you're saying, yes, the more we can engage with the customer on the other side of the bridge, going after, you know, people who are just symptomatic and having these ailments and showing them a way, hey, you know, you can just like sit in this bath bomb once a week and, you know, mm-hmm. your sciatic is going to feel a lot better. You know, you still need to stretch, you still need to, you know, be mindful of what you're doing. You know, it's not going to like just solve all the problems, but it will definitely help. And it can't hurt. That's the thing. It's like, I'm still waiting for, you know, cannabis in and of itself to cause harm. Yeah. Well, I don't want to wait for that. But yeah, to your point, challenge accepted. Challenge accepted. Bring it on. Yeah. It's very true. So it's cool. Taking the, the terpene scan is really cool. Um, I'm excited to bring it out on the road. I'm excited to get get out there. You know, if you guys are around in Vegas um, in November, come visit our lounge. We have like a little wellness lounge at the Cosmo. It's gluten free. Just have to register. Come through. Get oh, scanned. Yeah. nice. Oh, I'm coming. I can't wait to get scanned. Um, and and speaking of uh, of MJ BizCon or other events in general. Um, you've been around the, in the cannabis industry for a long time, and now there's even more events to choose from. And um, I, I just want to have you give some business tips around how to even choose which event to attend and how to get the most out of it. Okay, so I've learned a lot on this. <laughs> um, you know, you asked me this question a couple of years ago, I probably would have a very different answer. But now I don't go unless I make money. So unless there's a way for me to monetize, I won't go. So you're either paying for me to speak, you're paying for me to travel. Uh, or you're giving me an opportunity to monetize in some way. The 
days of just going and talking and showing up um, for me are, are done. Now, you got to start somewhere though. So if yeah. you're just starting out, I would say do local ones where you don't have to travel far. You don't have to get overnight hotel um, and, and make it worth your while on that. Make sure you're monetizing it through, you know, social media awareness. You are getting some kind of, um, I don't know, like no, not notoriety. That's the wrong word, but um, benefit value back from the organization yep. you're giving to. So, you know, they're putting your logo somewhere or they're, you know, giving you something in return. So make sure that the exchange is, is the same, right? You're, you're giving your time and knowledge. So make sure you're getting something back and it doesn't necessarily always have to be like a monetary exchange. It can be in trade and it can be in, in things like that. That's a great way to start. Um, the other thing for me is I just, I look at, and I'm, I'm unique, right? So I'm, I'm in a very niched lane. So I'm always looking for opportunity to reach my target demographic. So I'm always looking for a way to meet new moms. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's, that's for me. So, um, and then on the other side, when I'm speaking more on like the cultivation and the marketing and the business side, I look for a place where I can utilize the opportunity to sit and speak face to face with multiple people at the same time. So, you know, if there's like MJ biz is a perfect example of while maybe I'm not so interested in all of the conversations that are going on inside the event. And that's not a diss on anyone. I'm just saying I have a lot going on. I personally am not there to listen to all of that stuff. But it, I, I do and I pop in and, it's, and it, I try to engage as much as I can, but I'm more on a mission of meeting people and setting side meetings up because everyone's there. So you can get multiple yeah. people in one room to really, you know, in one, two hours, you can crush out a lot that, you know, would take you know months to try to get everyone on a Zoom call and follow up. So those are the benefits for me. And I think you're the queen of after parties because you've, you, uh, to me, I feel like take advantage of the intimate venues, which is, it's easier to network. People aren't like at a trade show. You're, you're kind of like, okay, who the hell is approaching me? You want to scan my ticket, you know, or get my information. It's a little bit more, you know, professional. Whereas in the intimate venues, it's easier to have that conversation and dialogue, I think, because you have a drink in your hand or listen to music, whatever. Um, and, and then I think there's less pressure, uh, on those conversations and they tend to actually just be relationship building, which is what you want, right? We're not going to do like a hard sell on the trade show floor mm. per se. Um, so I, I, I appreciate how you are able to, to kind of work those events. And I would say like, have a, why go in there? Like, why are you there? What, what are you doing? Are, mm-hmm. are you just there to like, be seen and, and none of these are wrong answers right but really ask yourself like what is your goal why are you there and then tell people that like i'm here because i'm trying to meet ceos i'm here looking for marketing directors i am here looking for you know cultivation experts whatever it is that you're looking for that you need be very clear about it and be able to speak on it too right yes mm-hmm. yeah 
that somebody just hit me up the other day at an event. They were like, oh, I'm, I'm looking for an investor, right? Well, when I had that conversation, I was like, oh, hey, and introduce him. And now they're having a productive conversation because he was very intentional with his efforts there. And I think goal setting's huge. I'm so glad you touched on that because yeah. I, I, you know, sometimes it's just, I, I've gone to an event and I've said, if I can just have one good conversation, right? This is the kind of event where I haven't invested a lot. If I can get one good conversation out of it, right? And that's what I'm looking for. Or I need a, a referral or this or that. But to your point, having that intention in mind and then following up post-event, I think is are, are some of the two critical things. Yeah, absolutely. The follow-up. And, you know, I always say it's really important to get contact information more so than it is to pass out your contact information and that goes back to being intentional right like you yeah you have so little time there's so many people there's so much going on and so you have to be you know really strategic almost and i'm talking specifically about mj biz but with every conference that you go to you need to like sit down look at who are the speakers look at who are the sponsors look at who are the exhibitors and really kind of see like who do i want to try to meet who who is mm -hmm. either a potential client for me, who is someone that, I mean, those are just ways in how I look at, at these things. Um, yeah. Yeah. And see who's actually exhibiting and sponsoring. Cause if they're more involved, maybe you can do a field marketing event together and, and partner with somebody on that, especially if you have a limited budget, right? Um, I think brand collaborations are so 100%. important for our community because you can bring a lot to life uh, without investing, you know, tens of thousands of dollars into these events. And so just being mindful of how you can leverage that. Yeah. I mean, and like you said, there's a lot of like, there's a lot going on outside the conference too. So it's like, you don't even, and I'm not saying don't get a conference pass, but I'm just saying if your limit in your budget you can still come to the experience and get a lot from it without necessarily going on the exhibit mm -hmm. floor. Yeah. Yeah. Find your community. Um, oh, now I want to move into the lightning round. Uh, yeah. We've got just a couple more questions to put you through and then, uh, and then we can wrap up. But for the lightning round, you've got 10 seconds to answer. So you gotta be quick and uh, let me know when you're ready. Oh gosh. Okay. I'm ready. All right, let's rock. What's your number one tip for combating distractions while working from home? Um, as you can see, my daughter's screaming at my door, but it's a locked door. That was so well-timed. <laughs> I, I timed that so well. <laughs> yeah, so it's a locked door. Priceless. Yeah. All right. <laughs> All right. Thank you. <laughs> Oh, wow. I'm sorry. There's a whole <laughs> outside. Only in Humboldt. Now, <laughs> if you were famous, what would you be famous for? Oh, my gosh. If I was famous, what would I be famous for? Oh, man. Smoking something that I was like smoking, smoking weed. <laughs> yeah, something smoking and weed. growing. <laughs> what are the best business resources for new, new cannabis businesses? What are the best resources? Mm-hmm. Oh, for starting a new cannabis business. Um, don't. <laughs> um, um, I'm a, the best resource is spend other people's money. And I don't, know how, I don't know how, how I like that. you find that, but that's my best resource is spend other people's money. Yeah, I, 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 would, I would second that. Uh, what movie do you think everyone should watch? 
Top Gun. Hell yes. What's your favorite part of working in cannabis? The aha moment when people get it, when it clicks, seeing the the person who has never experienced cannabis, get it, experience it and have a life changing experience and then become an advocate. Oh, yes, that is huge, right? It's the reminder of why we put up with so much stuff. (laughs) Seeing the people getting relief and better from it. Nice. Well, thank you. You made it through lightning round. Thanks again. <laughs> um, if you need quick links uh, for the, for our audience, check out our market like a badass show notes. I'm going to link to Kelly's social handles, but Kelly, remind people um, where they can find you. Sure. You can find us on our website at www.cannamommy.org. You can also find us at Instagram at Cannamommy Nonprofit. You can find us on Facebook, Cannamommy Nonprofit. That's it. You can find us. All right. Yeah. Give her, give her a follow. I'll drop this information in the show notes again. So our listeners can find you. Uh, Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you so much for having us. And thank you for being such a badass out there. Kudos to you, girl. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. We're going to keep rocking it here. Follow us on Apple or Spotify or go to marketlikeabadass.media for the latest episodes of Market Like a Badass.